بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم انا نسالك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا اللهم ربنا زدنا علما Dear brothers, here we are going back to continue talking about the case of Tawheed. And you can see that in these chapters we are discussing, sometimes you find they are, they are not in sequence. As you will see later on, inshallah, we will have another chapter talking about the names of Allah. For some reason, the author, rahimahullah, did this. We'll see it, inshallah, later on when we discuss the case of names again. Tonight he's discussing, or in this chapter he's talking about the case of the grace of Allah. How to deal with the grace of Allah. Then he's giving one side of it, the side of those people who did not thank Allah for his grace, subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, they disbelieve in these graces that they are from Allah wa ta'ala. So he opened the chapter with this ayah. يعرفون نعمة الله ثم ينكرونها They know the grace of Allah They admit it inside They admit that this is from Allah They have no doubt about it But the problem comes in here When they come to talk about it That really brings us to the point That we should talk about How a true Muslim Should deal with the case of the graces of Allah He's mentioning here only those people who are refusing or denying the grace of Allah. But let us take it a little bit more general to see how did the human being deal with the grace of Allah. Actually, they come into under two parts or two kinds. One kind, they thanked Allah for His graces. And the other kind denied it and disbelieved it. Those who thanked Allah for His grace, subhanahu wa ta'ala, are the, the believers, the mu'mins. And the other ones are the kafirs. But even this, it has some levels. If you remember when we discussed the case of self-purification, we talked about the grace and how to deal with the graces of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how to thank them. Then let us start with the case of thanking the graces before we talk about the case of disbelieving or denying the graces of Allah wa ta'ala. A Muslim, a believer, should really deal with the graces of Allah in three levels or in three pillars, if you can say. That then he is going to be counted as a thankful person. Allahumma ja'alna min al-shakirin. Shakir is one, shakirin is the group. People. How to be a shakir? How to be a person who thanks Allah for His graces? Just to say, Alhamdulillah, Shukrullah, that's one of it. That's all. Actually, it's having three pillars as we said. The first pillar is to admit it inside, in the heart, that this grace is from Allah. And cannot be that unless this pillar is there. The second one is to say by the tongue, thanking Allah, which most Muslims they do. 
Some of them they don't, of course. The last one, which is really very rare, is to use these graces to obey Allah. The grace of health should be used with the body to worship Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. A grace of money should be used to thank Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala by putting it in the correct place. Not only to give sadaqah, no, but if it's put in any correct place, even for eating, for children, for clothes, for this, for that, it's in the correct place, insha'Allah. To take it from correct place, correct way, halal way, and to spend it in the correct way also. So, three pillars. Admit by the heart, thank by the tongue, and use it by the body in the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to use. This is the thank, thanking way. We've come to the other way around. Also, we have people who are denying this ni'mah by one of these three or all of them. Some people, they deny it by heart. They say, no, this is not from Allah, actually. And one of the worst examples is Qarun. Qarun is mentioned in Surah Al-Qasas. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this man who was a cousin or relative of Musa alayhi salam who was a very wealthy person that the keys of his treasures cannot be carried by one person or two. I'm talking about the keys. Not the money, the keys itself. مَفَاتِحُهُ تَعْجَزْ عَنَّا وَلِلْعُصْبَةِ مِنَ الْقُوَّةِ مِنَ الْعُصْبَةِ أو الْعُصْبَةِ مِنَ الْقُوَّةِ يعني lots of people cannot carry their, the keys of the treasure. Now, how did this man deal with this ni'mah, this grace? He inside rejected. He refused to say. He said it by his tongue also saying that, no, this is all because of my smart head. إِنَّمَا أُتِيتُهُ عَلَىٰ عِلْمِ الْعِنْدِي A smart man. I know how to manage business. Because of this, he became a major cover, not minor cover. Minor cover usually is if a person says by tongue without breathing in the heart. That's why we was to mention the case of the town. That, that town which is disbelieved in the grace of Allah. By using it in the wrong way. By saying it's not from Allah by tongue, but inside they believe. So this is minor cover. But for Qarun, he fell into major cover by denying by his own heart that these graces are from Allah. So what was the punishment? فَخَسَفْنَا بِهِ وَبِدَارِهِ الْأَرْضِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Not only him, but all of his house and money was sunk in the earth. Nobody can see him anymore. خلاص. This is doing a punishment. Allah what will happen in the judgment day. Then we say, people who deny the grace of Allah by tongue also are making a mistake. Which is part of it where we have in this chapter actually. People who, who use these graces in disobeying Allah. Allah gave him their sight. He looks to things that Allah told him not to look at. Allah gave him the grace of the hearing, he is using this to hear what Allah told him not to do, not to hear. Allah gave him the, the grace of this body, the strength of the body, then he used it to do things that Allah told him not to do. Then this guy is not thankful. 
Why the other one who is using these sites to satisfy Allah wa ta'ala, then he is using these graces and he's thank, thanking Allah wa ta'ala with these graces. So he's thanking for grace is to use it in the correct way. Why did Allah give us eyes to look in things what he told us to look for? Whether in dunya, life things, or in the, his book subhanahu wa ta'ala and the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why he gave us the ear? Same way, to listen, to hear the words of Allah wa ta'ala recited, to hear the knowledge of Islam, to hear good things, not to hear backbiting, ghiba, or other things. He gave us the grace of the tongue. By the way, yani nobody can measure any grace of Allah wa ta'ala in him unless we go and compare it to people who do not have it. So compare yourself to a person, a blind person. How is he living? How is he working? Where is he going? Then you will see how much grace you have. Compare your sight or your hearing grace, which is given to you by Allah to people who are deep. He cannot hear anything. Compare your, this grace of talking. Compare the, the grace of walking to those people who are handicapped. They are always in need of the others, and so on. So thanking the ni'mah, the grace of Allah Taala, is not just to say by the tongue, it is to admit by heart, then to say by the tongue, then to use it in life, the way that Allah Taala likes. Now we come back to this chapter. What is the relationship between this chapter and Tawheed? Very clear, inshallah, here, to say, adding grace of Allah Taala, to the reason or to someone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a politician. You remember we had a chapter before talking about the rain. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was in Hudaybiyah, an area close to Mecca before he took Mecca from the, the, the politics. And during the night we ha- they had some rain. So in the morning after Salat al-Fajr, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Turned towards the Sahaba and say, "Did you understand? Do you know? Do you know what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said last night?" So he said, "Allah and Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam knows better, or knows this." He said, "Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam." He said, "Allah said that my slaves came in the morning to be two parts, kafir and mu'min. Those people who say that." We were, we had the rain because of such and such star, they are covered. Those who said that this rain we have last night because of the grace of Allah are mu'min. Asbaha min ibadi mu'minin bi wa kafir. So in this case now, why they became covered? Whether they are major cover or minor cover, this is not our case in here, but to say that they became covered. Just when they made the rain is by these stars independently or they are only the reason because they are not valid reason and so on. We'll come to this inshallah in a few minutes. Mujahid, rahimahullah, after this ayah he said Mujahid, Mujahid is one of the tabi'een but he was the best, one of the best of them in the side of tafsir because he was a student of Ibn Abbas. Mujahid, Ibn Jabr was one of the best students of Ibn Abbas, and you know Ibn Abbas was Habr of this Ummah. 
Muhammad made dua for him to be Habr. Habr is a high, very high color. So Mujahid, he learned from Ibn Abbas and he was talking to him in every ayah, he stopped him and asked him about it. What does that mean? So he learned Quran and Tafsir fantastically. So Mujahid in here said that about this ayah that this is a man or a person should say because a man will say in Arabic doesn't mean a woman is out. Be careful. When you read Quran, most of it is talking to men. When you read Hadith, most of it is talking to men. But actually, this is called a general discussion. When you talk about men, he's talking to everybody, including women. So no woman is not out here. So they are part of it. So you say that a man or a person is saying, that's my money. I got it or inherited it from my parents and my grandparents. Ah. Now he is forgetting the grace of Allah in here. As Qarun said, as we said before, he is saying that this money, I got it because I am so smart. My smart ways of business brought me this money. And he is not saying that from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is not thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this. A question comes in here. When we say grace, what do we mean? Most of you will say grace, directly they go to money. Yes, money is grace. But this is not the only one. So you what about the graces on you, like your sight, or this? Okay, these are also graces. There's some other side of the graces nobody really gives much of understanding or thinking. Grace is that you are safe from some tragedies and problems. Have you ever thought of it? Sometimes you are driving your car. Some crazy person came and he almost threw you out of the road. But because of the grace of Allah, you are safe. Have you ever thought of this? You got into some business and it was khalas. You are going to lose your money. But because of the grace of Allah Ta'ala, you are safe. You lost your child for any reason. Kidnapped, whatever. But because of the grace of Allah Ta'ala, he is safe. So many graces. We are always looking to one side, but let's take a general look to this, all of these graces we have in our life. So, this man or this person is saying, oh, this is my money. I got it from my parents, my elders. Right? You inherit it from your elders, but did you think, who gave it to your elders? Who gave it to your people before your elders? This is a question in here. So a person in here, remember this, you should really think that Everything is from Allah. We should thank Allah for everything. Including tragedies. Again to say. Somebody say, yani, you want us to thank Allah for tragedies? Yes. We should thank Allah even for tragedies and problems. Because this is another side of the grace that people do not think of at all. When a person loses money or loses his uh, beloved relatives or loses some of his health, he doesn't think that this is, this is a grace from Allah. No. How is that? A grace from Allah? I lose my sight and it's a grace from Allah. Yes, it's a grace from Allah. Because you didn't know. Allah, Al-Hakim, Al-Alim. Hikmah here, wisdom here, you didn't know. How many people really were in the bad track, in the bad way? And when they had tragedy, they became good people. 
I told you the story about one of our colleagues, the story of life. He was a bad guy. He was. Traveling all around, doing this, doing that. And one day, he had a heart attack. Fell down in the counter of Saudi Airlines. Took him to the hospital. Stayed there about three months. And he stayed some more months on the wheelchair. That tragedy really brought him back to Allah. And he became a very good Muslim now. Now he's teaching the deen. He's teaching Quran to people. Now, don't you think that was a grace? A heart attack is a grace? Yes, it was a grace for him. Sometimes we human beings, we are too busy to think of what's good for us. We think what we have is good for us. We have our mind, we can really play around with the money, with dunya, travel around, enjoy, even haram things. Then we have a tragedy. We have a problem. We lose something. So many people, they were in the bad track, and when they lived, when they lost their fathers or mothers or colleagues or wives or children, they wake up. Like they were sleeping. That this tragedy brought them back. I'm just giving an example. That don't think whatever comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is good. Upon the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, I'm amazed of a mu'min. Everything coming for him is good for him. Inna amrahu kullahu lahu khayr. If he has a tragedy, he thanks Allah for that, and he is patient for it, and that's good for him. And when he has ni'mah, good thing, then he thanks Allah for that, and that's good for him. And that's only for mu'min, not anybody else. So our life here, we should really stick to this point. Whatever comes to you in this life from Allah, thank Allah for it. Thank Allah for it, it's good for you. Even if our mind, short mind, say, oh, this is bad. Losing money, losing children, losing that, don't just have a problem. All of these, just put it in mind that whatever comes from Allah is good. As Muhammad وسلم, said, talking to Allah Taala, وَالشَّرُّ لَيْسَ إِلَيْكَ Bad thing is not from Allah Taala, not by Allah Taala, not to Him Taala. If happens by Him Taala, this is his Qadr, yes, but this is not the case. The case, He does not make pure shar. Because shar in here is containing good. All, anything, bad thing happening to you, it's containing good things inside it, but you didn't know it, maybe. Losing money, how this, how this will be good? I have been working all my life for 10 years, 20 years, 15 years, and this job, then all of a sudden I lose it in the share market. Where is the good thing about this? You didn't know. I don't know, because I don't have enough capability to see the future. Allah knows. There is a hadith of Muhammad that he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, this hadith is He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, some of my slaves should be always poor. Because if they become rich, they become bad. إِنَّ الْإِنْسَانَ لَيَطْغَى أَرْرَآهُ السَّغْنَى This is Surah Al-Duha. Some of my slaves should be always rich. If they become poor, they will be bad. SubhanAllah, who knows that? How do I... How do I judge myself? I don't know. But I depend on Allah. I rely on Allah. I tawakkalu ala Allah. Hasbi Allahu alladhi la ilaha illa huwa alayhi tawakkal. Wa huwa rabbul arsh al-azim. This is dua. We should say it seven times in the morning, seven times in the evening. Why? Because when you rely on Allah, He will take care of you. Why you make istikhara? 
Because you didn't know. So you are just like you are asking Allah to give you the best, to show you the best, to direct you to the best. Ya Allah. Allahumma niyastakhiruka bi'ilmik. Ya Allah, I'm asking you to direct me because of your knowledge to the right way. That's it. Because you didn't know. Don't think that our minds can judge things. No. We judge what we see, but we do things that we cannot see. We cannot judge it. So Allah knows better, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then, I need actually to say the case of Awl ibn Abdullah, one of the ulama. He said, he gave an example that Lawla Fulan, Lamikun Kada. If it wasn't that person, this will happen. This thing is very dangerous. Let's see how it is that. Because some people say, if it wasn't by the dog, the thief will come to the house and steal. Ah. We use usually to say, if it wasn't you, I wouldn't have this. Is this allowed? Is it prohibited? Let's see. It's, it's not, it's not like this. It has some types. First one, if he meant to kill two events, يعني, there was last night some thieves tried to get into the house, but the, the dog barked, so they ran away. He's telling us a, a true event. A true event, there's no problem. He's just telling the true event. The dog was there, the thieves came in, so the dog barked, they ran away. That's natural, no problem. But, if he meant the reason, if he meant that it was because the dog, not because of Allah, because of the dog. Now who made the dog bark? Who, told, who made the dog scare these thieves? Allah. But if he says no, it was only the dog, then we have a problem in here. Let's make it the second one, two, three cases. I don't know, this is sometimes make mixed up, but let's try to explain it as, 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 as much as we can. If this reason he is giving is not a clear reason, which has no true effect, like, like, saying that it was because of such and such Khalandar Baba, such and such Wali, my son was saved. Ah, this is major shirk. Major paraheism. Why? Because not true reason. Who said that the person will come and save your children? Who said that? Is this in Quran? In Sunnah? In fact, this is opposite of Quran and Sunnah. So this is very dangerous. The person thinks that this grave, the person who was buried in this grave, came last night and saved my house from thieves. Then he is falling into major paraheism which excludes from Islam. Second kind of it, it's the true reason. A dog is a true reason, right? A dog is a true reason to scare the thieves. Okay? But he's not forgetting Allah at the same time. He's saying because of the dog, of course in his mind, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who made the dog bark. Then it's okay. Ah, this, here some people are uh, scared to say, no, say it. As long as you put in your mind that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one, and He's the one subhanahu wa ta'ala made the dog bark, then there's no problem. 
But if he thinks that the dog is safe, independently, then this is a problem. The first kind of it, if we make a reason which is not valid reason, not true reason, as a reason, then it's a problem. Like what? Like someone is hanging an amulet, or what you call it in Urdu, ta'weed. He's hanging an amulet, and this amulet is containing things, any, any girgir, not Quran or Sunnah, anything written, blah, 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 like this, and, and he put it this, and he put it, and he put it, and he take this ta'weed, keep it with you, you will be okay. If he thinks this ta'weed, this amulet, is independently protecting him, this is major kufr, major shirk. But if he thinks this is only a reason, the protector is Allah, but this is only a reason, then it's a minor shirk. Why? I know that Allah is the only one protecting me, yes, but this is not a valid reason. This is not a valid reason. What if this ta'weez is from Quran and Sunnah? Ah, this is a valid reason. This is a valid reason. In such case, it's okay, but not, but not okay. Wait a second. In this case, it is a valid reason if someone hangs Quran or Sunnah or some hadith or some ayat in his chest in his, uh, or in his house or in his car, we will say, yes, these are, a valid, these are valid reasons to protect you. But to hang them is haram. Not allowed. We are out of the case of reason now. We say it's haram because this will lead to insult Quran and Sunnah when you hang them in a child or in the wall or in the car. Because you cannot really control the child not to go to the bathroom with this Quran and Sunnah. Which is not allowed in Islam. You cannot control the child not to sleep and peek on them. And that's haram course. You cannot control people who are sitting in your place, in your living room, where the Quran and Sunnah are hanged, to say bad things or watch bad TVs, channels. Then this is insulting Quran and Sunnah. That's not allowed. Also, most of these people, I will say I cannot say all of them, most of them, when they hang Quran and Sunnah in here, they will say, why do I have to recite Quran and Sunnah? It's already here. I'm hanging them. No need. Quran and Sunnah is already hanged on my chest, so why do I have to go and read them? Or size them? They are there. Which is very dangerous. That's why lots of Sahaba, lots of Tabi'een, lots of ulama say, it is not allowed, it is haram, forbidden in Islam to hang ta'weez, even from Quran and Sunnah. If it was not from Quran and Sunnah, then it could be minor shirk, it could be also major shirk if there's some politism worse than that, because some of these ta'weez, have you ever seen them? They are missing. I have seen some of them, we have already voted, involved some of them, we saw something unbelievable. There are words in there to ask such and such good person to say it. That's major politism. Maybe there is some words to ask Buddha, or Brahma, or Krishna, or Siva, or Isa, or so on, to help them. And we are hanging them in our church thinking that's Quran Sunnah. It's a big problem. Why do we have to go and hang? Why do we go and read? It's right. It's very easy. Even the non-Arabs, the people who are even ignorant, they cannot read and write, they still can memorize. They can say them three times in the morning, three times in the evening. Muhammad told us in the hadith of Abdullah ibn Habib, he said, say, Abdullah ibn Habib al-Aslami, he said, I was with Muhammad outside of Medina in the dark night, and he told me, say, 
I, I don't know what to say. So he told me again, say. So I didn't say anything because I didn't know what to say. First time he told me say. So I said, yeah, so what should I say? He said, say, three times in the morning, three times in the evening, will protect you from everything. That's the meaning of what he said, Allah alayhi wa sallam. Tahmeek, tahmeek of the shay. Who is saying this? You and me? No. That's Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa the one who does not speak anything unless he is truly from Wahi. وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَى So he's telling us that if you recite these three surahs, three times each, in the morning, and in the evening, you are going to be protected by who? By Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. He told us in the other hadith, if you recite Ayat al-Kursi before you sleep, you will be protected from shaitan and devil until you wake up in the morning. Now how many guards do you need? Go and find three bodyguards and keep them beside your bed. Give them a salary of 3,000 riyadh each. Still they cannot protect you from nightmares. They cannot protect you from devils. They may protect you from human beings sometimes, sometimes, because they may sleep and be killed also. But these ayahs, these ahadith from Allah wa ta'ala is protecting you if you really say them sincerely and with their minds there. Because some people they just say them and they are thinking all around. Haven't you ever seen a person after his side say, no, 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 no. What are you doing? You're calling the one, you're looking around. There's a problem here. We have to say them with our heart is there. We are knowing and understanding and meaning what we are saying. But just to say something we have already just memorized. That's why you find us sometimes, we do this dua, this alkar, without a heart. We suddenly find out that we finished. How did we finish? We didn't know. We suddenly find out that the, mess- the Imam is the message is finished from Salah. What did he recite? What did he say? We cannot remember. Why? Because traveling all around without tickets, without passports. These people are homesick. They will do this. But right. <clears throat> also mentioned in another case of the Qutayba said that the Bulahids say that these blessings are coming from our gods, from the intercession of our gods. Because Qurayshis and the other Bulahids in time Muhammad sallallahu they believe that the idols, stations of Allah, Al-Uzza, Hubal, other stations, were an intermediate between them and Allah. مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفَى they make shabaa for us in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A'udhu billah. A'udhu billah. Who told them this? From where they get this? Not even in Ibrahim's deen alayhi salam that they say they are following. Not in Isa's deen alayhi salam. Not in the, the, the Musa or other messengers of Bani Israel alayhi salam. No, no way. But these people, shaitan drove them. And the story is known as you remember of the case of people of Nuh before Nuh alayhi salam as Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam mentioned in the hadith of Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu may say People after Adam stayed in monotheism for ten centuries. Then five, five persons died. Waddan, Waswa'an, Wayaghuta, Wayaghuka, Wanasra. That mission is Surah Nuh, if you read it in the Holy Book of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. They died almost in the close time, so, so, so soon. So people were so sorry. And in that occasion, Shaitan came to give his advice. And whoever receives and accepts his enemy's advice, 
is going to be blamed. Came to them and say, why don't you make pictures or idols? Why don't you make their graves clear? When you see them, you remember their worshipping. So we worship Allah like they used to do. Why you forget them? Why you bring this pious person into the graveyard? Make a darga for him. Make a clear grave in the masjid for him. So when you pass by the masjid, you remember this da'iyah. Khalandar Baba, mashallah, very good guy. You remember him and then you make more salah. Ya subhanallah. Who is blamed to the, the one who, who gives you the, 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 the advice or the one who receives the advice and accepts it? Advice of his enemy. إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوُّ فَاتَّخِذُوهُ عَدُوَّ He's your enemy. Allah is telling us that he's our enemy. Some of you know he's our friend. We'll receive his advice and accept it. Thank you, Shaytan. Thank you. You give us a fantastic advice by telling us to bury these people in the message so we we'll remember their ibadah. We'll make more ibadah like them. Allahu Akbar. How nice way to do. Subhanallah. So these people of Qurayshis and the other polytheists in the time of Muhammad and before, they say that these graces we are having because of the intercession of our God to Allah They made shafa'ah to Allah Ta'ala so Allah gave us these things we have. Subhanallah we have this. Even they cannot say that Allah gave us this directly. No, they have to put their God in there. Can we call them God? Yes. Because Allah called them God. Can you say no, they call them God. They are not God. They are God. Allah said this. Subhanahu wa ta'ala is the holy book. That's why we say this G-O-D does not fit Allah Ta'ala. Allah is high above that. Because anything with S does not go for Allah. God, Allah is not going to be like this. So we say Allah. As Allah called His name, Allah. It was even in the Bibles, Allah. But they changed it. Abu Abbas, Abu Abbas, this is... Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, Ahmed ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, one of the best scholars in the 8th century, 7th and 8th century of Islam. He said after the hadith of Khalid, Zayd ibn Khalid, which was in Hudaybiyah, as I mentioned in the beginning of the dars, when Muhammad Hassan told his Sahaba, do you know what Allah said last night about the rain, that some of my slaves yani, came to the morning believing in me, and some of my slaves came in the morning believing in the stars instead of me. So Ibn Abdullah said, you find this a lot in the book of Allah wa ta'ala and in the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he is really blaming those who say that the graces of Allah is because of that and that person or anything else. Well, alhamdulillah, my, my health is strong. Thank you thanks for the doctor who gave me good medicine. Right. Well, Alhamdulillah, yesterday I was saved from losing my money in the market share because of my friend who gave me a call and said, sell all of your shares in the market. Allah, Jazakallah, thank you all. Ishada, wait a second. Who, who, who made this guy call you? Allah, Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So thank Allah and thank people, no problem. You can thank Allah and thank people, no problem. Jazakallah khair. And don't say, thank you, thank you is not our word. Allah told us, and Allah told us in, in his hadith to say, Jazakallah khair. Whoever say, the meaning of the hadith, whoever say to his brother who made yani, an effort for him, or a favor for him, Jazakallah khair, so he gave him the best. So say Jazakallah khair, better than thank you. Why do, why do we always try to copy the others? Subhanallah, ya we are, we are really straight. We Muslims are straight. We have the best being, the best way of life. The book that cannot be changed. Cannot be, I'm not saying that change, but cannot be changed. 
We have the hadith of Muhammad in Bukhari and Muslim books. We have the best way of life. We still go and copy the others. Resemble the others. Why a hadith here? Why? Why can't we be proud of what we have? I tell you why. We don't do that because we don't do that because we do not know what we have. Like a greedy or a, or a poor man who is sitting in a chair which is underneath it, lots of gold. And he doesn't know. He doesn't know that there is gold in this chair. He's sitting there poor, he cannot eat, he cannot find something to eat, while the gold is in his, under his chair. Unfortunately, we look like that guy. We are poor because we do not know that we have more than just gold. We have a deen that if we carry it, we will need gold again. How did Muslims in the beginning, from the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for more than one century, or more than that, they lived the whole world, they changed the surface of the world. Ninety-two years only, and La ilaha illallah jumped from Medina up to Spain, up to Kabul, up to Turkey, up to Sudan. In 92 years. How is that? With atomic bombs, maybe, or ballistic missiles, or maybe with computer. No. With what? With La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah, when it comes to the heart of a human being. It changed everything. It doesn't change the body, but it changed everything inside that body. Look at Arabs. When Muhammad came with this deal, Allah had sent Muhammad with this deal, Arabs were so bad, so ugly in their life. They kill their daughters, they eat insects, they drink alcohol, they fight for anything. So many groups, so many people, so many tribes, so many problems, anything. They, are, they were nothing. Comparing to the Persians, or the Romans, they were nothing, exactly. But when they were changed with this deal from inside, they were different people, so they changed the whole world. Rustum was one of the leaders of Persian army. And he was a smart, strong leader. When these Muslims came to Iraq to, to take it from the Persians, he was so amazed. He remembers that these Arabs, or these, he doesn't know they are Muslims now, he's saying the Arabs. He remembers that these Arabs were so poor they come to bake some money and some food from the Persians. So he asked them to send, send somebody from your side, a representative to talk to me, what's going on? To see what's going on. So Rabbi ibn Amr, radiallahu anh, came to him. A man with a very cheap clothes, very small horse, he came to him, and when he got into his place, he noticed him. A chair, a big chair of gold, lots of servants, an army, money, health, everything. So he came in, he was not shaking like what we do when we go to the Catherine, no? He came in with a high head. And he went directly to Rustam, and he sat down with him in the same chair. A white chair, of course. So the Arab came and took him out. What are you doing? You're sitting with the leader? Wait a second. You asked me, I came to you because you asked me to come. You don't do this to me. So Rustam said, wait, wait a second. Why you are coming? Why you are coming? We used to give you some food to, to live. You know, you're dying of this. Now you are coming to, to, to invade us? He said, you are right. We were the worst. We were the worst. 
We used to kill our daughters, we used to drink alcohol, we used to do all bad things. But something happened you didn't know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of everything, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of everything, sent us a messenger. This messenger told us how to live through life. And he told us also, after we knew this deen and practice it, he told us to go and try to help people to come back to the correct life. So we are here to take you people from your bad life to the best life. Allahu Akbar. Let's say, please, Marish, can I talk? May I, this, please, you know, diplomacy, etiquette, protocol. He is coming proud of what he is having. And he should be proud of what he is, because he is carrying this deed of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Da'i, when he comes to talk about this deed to people, he should know what he is talking about. He should be proud of what he is talking about. When you go to the Kafirin, even if they are Americans, or Europeans, or whatever they are, you should come to them and say, listen, you guys are in trouble. I'm coming here to help you out. I'm carrying something for you, you need it. If you don't live with it, you will die. And you will go to Jahannam. Muhammad was weak, alone, or two or three people in Mecca, and Allah descended this surah to him. To tell the kafirin, kafirun. He just say, please, excuse me, I beg your pardon. No, 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 there's nothing here. He talked to them the way that Allah told them to talk. Because if you don't tell them that they are kafirin and they are going to be in bad shape, and if they die, they go to Jahannam. How will they know? How will they know? Now ask anyone of these Muslims as an example. Ask him. Ask Hindus in your area. They think you are nothing. They think they are on the right track. They think that they have the best. But if you come to them and tell them, listen, you guys are in trouble, you are wrong. The one who created you told me to tell you this. You, are, you must listen to me. Come to Islam. I remember Sheikh Ahmed Didat, rahimahullah, used to be so proud of what he's saying. You are telling the Americans, listen, you and your people in trouble, drugs, crime, come to Islam. Who will save you? Someone will save you. Come, come. Come to Islam. You just say, please, you know, you are the advanced uh, people, you are civilized people, you know. My eye is... No, 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 my eye is nothing here. Because Allah told Muhammad to call them to Islam. Ya ayyuhal muddassir qum fa'anzir. Of course, you should use wisdom. You should be nice in your talking also. But that doesn't mean to beg. We are not begging them. We are telling them that they are in trouble and they should come to Islam. But the problem comes again to say, it's not because of this deen, or not because of these kafirin also they don't understand, it's because of we Muslims do not understand Islam correctly. Lots of Muslims, unfortunately. So the first step we should do is to learn this deen, understand it, see how much it is important for us in our life, and for the other's life. When we learn it, when we practice it, then we can call for it. Exactly the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in Surah Al-Aq. Read it. Wal-Aq. Inna al-insan. Lahi khus. Illa. Ah, who are they? Illa al-ladhina amanu. Iman comes with knowledge, of course. Knowledge is in Iman. Wa aminu al-salihat. Practice. What's used of theories without practicing your life? Wa tawasaw bil-haq. Ah, here comes the da'wah. When you have good knowledge, enough knowledge, you believe in it, you practice it, then you can go, go and call for it. And believe it or not, if you practice Islam correctly, lots of people accept Islam because of your practice before you say anything to them. And that's very clear in reality if you go to Southeast Asia, Indonesia, Philippines, 
or this area, they accepted Islam in some days, not because of Islamic army, not because of jihad even, it's just because of da'wah. And da'wah was only because of those traders who came from this area, they went there for da'wah, they for, for, for trading, and people saw how these people are dealing correctly by Islam, they are practicing Islam, they were a walking Qur'an, as mentioned by Sahaba. Have you seen a walking Qur'an? Have you seen Mus'haf walking? Yes, there are human beings who are walking and they are having full Qur'an, not only memorizing hafiz, but also practicing it in their life. Then when they do this, people will love Islam because they see how a Muslim deals with the others. Kafirin, the, the, our enemies, we will treat them good if they are peaceful. Haven't you heard that Allah SWT telling us in his, his book that if these Kafirin, if your parents are Kafirin and they are trying to push you to come back to Kufr, don't obey them and treat them good. وَإِنْ جَاهَدَاكَ لِتُشْرِكَ بِي مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٍ فَلَا تُطِعْهُمَا وَصَاحِبُهُمَا فِي الدُّنْيَا مَعْرُوفًا Deal with them good. Treat them good. Say they are pushing me for cover. Yes, still, treat them good. These are the parents, of course. But for the other, my neighbor is a Hindu, or my neighbor is a Christian, or Jew, or this or that. Am I supposed to find the first chance to sacrifice him? As far as he's not killing Muslims, as far as he's not he is, يعني, uh, he, uh, يعني hurting Muslims, I'll try to deal with him fantastically. The way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He used to visit the Jew in their house. He ate with them. He does with everyone. Nice way as long as they are not hurting Muslims. So you can do the same way. But you're not doing this for his sake. You're doing this for the sake of Allah. So you are rewarded in both ways. Allah gives you a reward for your nice way of dealing or treating this person and he is giving you the reward if this person accepts Islam also. And usually, usually they accept Islam because Islam is very strong. All we need is just to show it to people. Islam is very strong. Anyone who hears Islam as it is, as it's supposed to be, he will accept Islam. Very limited people will reject Islam if they know it truly. But how can they know truly if Muslims themselves are not practicing this point? Put this in mind. Put this in mind because we need, first of all, to do this to ourselves. We should not throw the blame of problems to the others. We should start with ourselves. We are making problems also. We Muslims are making problems. To Islam itself. Lots of Muslims are destroying the image of Islam. How would you say if people in some Areas in this world, looking to the Saudis, like the sons of Sahaba. Yeah, mashallah, because yes, they are sons of Sahaba. But, when it comes to reality, they discover something really shameful. These sons of Sahaba are doing things bad, pretty bad things. Not all of them, inshallah. Probably those bad ones who are traveling, the good ones they don't travel. That's usually, and usually most of Saudis who do not travel are the, inshallah, the good ones. But the travels who are for bad things, you know them. But I'm just giving you an example. How we will look when he sees son of Sahaba doing this? He will say, Isha, is this your deal? We don't want it. But if they see son of Sahaba are really working hard to explain this thing to people, treat people the way they are supposed to treat them by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they will find people accepting Islam easily. Last case in this chapter. We'll close with it, inshallah. 
is what some uh, scholars, the sister scholars or earlier days scholars said, giving an example of those people who disbelieve in the grace of Allah, that they should really reach its goal because of the wind was good. The captain was fantastic. They did say because of Allah Taala gave the help to this ship to reach. This is part of the case we are discussing as we have already mentioned. I hope that Allah has given us enough capability to explain what we want to say and I hope that we really get benefit of what we have said. Myself and you, brothers, all together, inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us all, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Muhammad al-Sallam, and if you have any questions, I'd be happy to hear from you. Yes, brothers. You, you said it. He did the sin. Allah did not do the sin. Ah. Here is a misunderstanding in the case of Qadr. I'm talking about what from Allah. Sin is not from Allah. Sin is by the person. Yes. Now, the sin is another case. Because it's not from Allah. Allah did not order us to do sins. Okay? Allah has ordered us to do things, correct things. And if we do sins, we do it by ourselves with the will of Allah. But He did not tell us to do sins. No, no, it's not a blessing in here because doing things are not a blessing. Huh? Okay, yes, yes. <clears throat> if you're talking about the result of it, the result of the sin, then it is also a grace from Allah. Why that Sahabi, you know that Sahabi who came to Rasulullah after he made zina, adultery, and he asked for being killed. Why? And he should say, well, this is a sin, punishment is bad for me. No, he said punishment is good because this punishment will clear him out in dunya and he will be free in judgment day. And that was said by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about that other woman, the Ghamidiyya, lady who came to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, she had made zina, she had a baby and so on. Then after two years of the birth of the baby and she's still insisting of being killed, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told Sahaba to tie her down cover her, tie her down, and throw her with rocks, and she'll die. Now, listen to this. When the Sahaba threw a rock into her, so her blood punched in his clothes, so he cursed her. So Muhammad said, don't, don't curse her. I saw her moving in the rivers of Jannah. Now, the sin is a sin. It is bad, but made by human beings. But the result is by Allah Taala and His grace. Because because of this tragedy happened to her after the sin, she was clean that she went to judgment day totally clean. That Muhammad saw her in the reference of judgment. But not the sin. The sin we are told not to do it. Nobody can say, well, I'll, I'll steal. If they catch me, then I'll say, thank Allah for your catching, you know. This. No, no, this is wrong. In the beginning, we are not supposed to, because he may be stealing, he doesn't caught. How many of you are stealing and not caught? You are going to be amazed if you see how many thieves and how many killers are running around in this world. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, sometimes, like before, 
lot. But in our mind, something will like, something will come like, which will not appreciate or not. Like, this has been done by myself. So, is there any deep uh, dwarf or that, like, Shaitan? I mean, whispering of shaitan is there, whispering of shaitan is there, but see why we are told to make jihad. Come back to the word of jihad, jihad is not the case just to fight the kafirin, this is part of it. Jihad, part of jihad shaitan, to make jihad against ourselves. So, don't think that you're going to live without whispering, shaitan is there, it's with you. Each one of us is having his own qareel. Qareel is what? A devil shaitan. Allah has assigned one devil shaitan as a qareel for each one of us. Including Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he has a different case. He told us that he is, that shaitan accepted Islam, or in the other meaning of the word is that he is, Muhammad is safe from him. But you and I and the others do. We are having our devil of shaitan, and he is whispering to us. So, what, what we are going to deal with this, what is inside my, my yeah, this is the case now. What is, I, what I believe that is the grace from Allah. Shaitan can say, you know, no, but, but there is, He's saying, don't think that he's keeping silent. No way. He will not keep silent. He will try as much as he can to drive you away from the correct way of thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But you, inside your heart, you believe that this is from Allah. So there's no problem, Shalom. Do whatever. Yes. Huh? I don't get your question, sorry. Uh, like I have done a favor to my brother. You are doing a favor to your brother? Uh, to one of my friends. Now I am asking you to transfer to me all of his family. Why are you asking that? No, 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 Somebody has favor on him. Huh? So he should be thankful to him forever. Okay, yes. Thanking people, as Muhammad Hassan told in the hadith, لا يشكر الله من لا يشكر الناس. Whoever does not thank, thank people, who doesn't thank Allah. Thanking people is, is required. يعني if someone does a favor to me, I will thank him. I'll keep on thanking him. Oh my God, this is a favor. But for him, for me, both of us, <coughs> we should put in mind that this, this favor is because of Allah. Who made this person come and make, to do this favor for you? That's a question. And when you see some, now sometimes people say, well, I am trouble. I am just giving an example of your question now. I have problem. I cannot find anybody to help me out. What should I do? Most of us, when we have an accident, car accident, or have problem, directly we think of our mobile. What are the numbers we can call? But some of us, inshallah, like you, they don't think of the mobile or the numbers. They think of Allah Ta'ala. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as in the hadith, whenever he is having something serious, he directly goes for salah. إِذَا حَزَبَهُ أَمْرُ فَزِعَيْرَ الصَّلَاةِ Now, why I say this actually about your question is that if he does me a favor or if I do him a favor, okay, I should put in mind and he should put in mind also that this favor was done by me but it is because of Allah. Allah is the one who directly do this. So if you ask Allah, he will make people come to help you. Do the reasons? Yes. Don't stay at home and say, Ya Allah, give me risk. Waiting for the risk to come from the sky? No. Ask Allah for risk, then go and look for it. Same thing for this person who make, me a, make you a favor. 
سلمت جزاك الله خير then he must put in mind but you also you put in mind that this favor is because of Allah uh, the case of uh, by the way there's a joke we have already said but it's important to say like a person who is saying Ya Allah give me children but he's not married how is that? is this possible? he should do the reason and ask marry and ask Allah for children don't say Ya Allah give me children say marry and no reason if Allah wants to give me children he will give me children well, I'm afraid that tomorrow he'll have a baby in his stomach. It's sad. Problem. He should really do the reason. Allah told him to marry. Allah told him to do this. Allah told him to go in the morning for looking for... As he told us, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the hadith, that the bird... He says, Sallallahu Alaihi in the meaning of the hadith, that if you... He's talking to the Sahaba. The Sahaba. If you depend on Allah, if you rely on Allah, through reliance, Allah will give you risk like he gives this bird. Okay, up here is... Some people say, okay, then I'll stay home, I rely on Allah. No, completely hadith. He will give risk to you as he gives these birds who go in the morning hungry, come back in the evening full. So there is going and coming. There is something to do, even by the birds. So we are supposed also to do, go and come back. But our go and come back is not the case. This is just only a reason. The case is Allah. We are asking, Ya Allah, Allah marzukni. When you go to work that day, Allah marzukni and go. Then you will find out that I will give you this. But don't say, no, if I go to work in time, or on time, any one of them, then, and I do my work as I'm supposed, I'll get my risk. Wrong. Because you may work 29 days, not you, because someone will work 29 days, and in the third day he will die. Salary is not coming to him. We go to his children, or maybe somebody else. So don't depend, depend on Allah, rely on Allah, and do the work. So these are two cases for every Muslim, in the case of Tawakkul. Yeah. You can't find this in white. If you go back to the Islam house, you'll find this in my page, under the book called Self-Purification. I'll explain this message by the way. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll see you inshallah next week.